You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius Podcast. Well, as you uh, can see, our service is a little different today. Not only do we have our children and youth worshiping in the sanctuary with us, but they're going to be helping me uh, bring the message this morning. You know, God's given us a great opportunity at Grace of being a part of investing in children and youth, helping them grow in their faith journey. Proverbs 22.7 says this, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not turn from it. And so that's part of what happens here at Grace Kevin on Sundays, on Wednesdays, as we are investing in the lives of children. We are committed to the training process, the discipleship process. Last week, I, sh- I shared, or last weekend, I shared a little bit about my faith journey and how I came to know Christ as my Savior. I told you the story about a lady that had a great influence in my life. Her name was Miss Bracky, Martha Brackenridge, but we called her Miss Bracky. Not only did she bring the gospel message to the Ozark Mountains where I grew up, but my grandparents came to know Christ as their Savior through Miss Bracky, my parents, and then myself. I accepted Christ as my Savior through Miss Bracky, she shared Jesus with me. So obviously pretty significant in my life, but beyond uh, coming to know Christ as my Savior, Miss Bracky had a huge role to play in, in building a solid biblical foundation in my life. I remember as a child being in a classroom and being captivated. I'm getting ready to use a word that some of you have never heard before, but she captivated me with a flannel graph board. How many of you know what a flannel graph board is? That tells you how old we are. So like before technology, there was this teaching aid called a flannel graph board where you would take um, pictures and tell stories and Miss Brackey could just make it come alive. And through that, many Bible stories and biblical truths and principles were established in my life. I remember not only on Sunday, but on Monday afternoons, there would be about 15 to 20 children that would get off the school bus at the church and Miss Bracky would allow us to pray for about uh, to, to play uh, for about an hour, get rid of some of our energy, and then she would bring all of us children, and she would feed us dinner, and then she would line us up in a straight line, and she had an old horse-drawn drawn plow. If you kind of have a picture of that, a horse-drawn plow, that she would have each of us children come and put our hands on the plow. Some of the children were so small they had to stand on it like a wooden box put their hands on the plow, and she would have us quote Luke nine sixty two that says, He who puts his hands to the plow and looks back is not fit for service in the kingdom of God. And that's just one of the many verses of Scripture that she, that she taught us as we memorized Scripture, and then she'd take us in a classroom. Again, great worship. She played a little pump organ. I remember that as a kid, a little pump organ. And, and she would lead us in some songs, and she would teach us, Truths of God's Word that really shaped my life. Matter of fact, many of the scriptures I quote today in my 50s, I learned when I was a child. Because I had someone, I had a church that was committed to the discipleship of children and teens. And so here at Grace Covenant, we have that same value. Matter of fact, for every child, teen, and adult, we want to see you connect, grow, serve, and go. We want to see you connect in your relationship with God and others. We want to help you grow in your faith journey. We want to help you find your place of service. And then we want to kind of help you go on the mission, whatever that might look like as we're going for Jesus. And that's a part of who we are as a church family. 
But beyond that, we have a huge value for children and youth as it relates to investing in their lives. Now, parents, hear me, we're not taking your place. I believe it's the parents' responsibility for the spiritual development of their child. It's not the church's. So, so don't look at us and say, well, it's your responsibility. No, God's given you that privilege and responsibility as a parent, as a grandparent. We as a church are coming alongside you as the parent, helping you train your child in the way they should go. And that happens in a lot of different ways. But as you saw earlier, Pastor David was on the platform kind of leading you in the game. We believe that learning about God should be fun. So we try to cre- create a fun, exciting environment where our children and our teens can experience God and hear the truth of His Word, building that firm foundation in their lives. Well, there in your worship guide, you have a little card. That's our Grace Discipleship track. If your child is here from birth up to they graduate from high school, this is the discipleship track. This is what they're going to learn. And we built all of our curriculum around this track, again, because we want to come alongside you as the parent, the grandparent, to help in the spiritual formation of your child, of your student. And so that's kind of what, what happens in, in the learning process through the different age groups and the different programs that we have. There also in the worship guide is a little, um, if I can call it, a learning opportunity for the children. The sermon notes, that's the way they're designed this morning. So parents, you might want to help your children with that as we kind of process through this morning. But what we have is we have different pastors who are going to come and talk with you about their area of assignment, the area of discipleship that they give leadership to. First, we have Pastor Danielle, who actually works with pre-K through second grade. But this morning, she's going to talk with us about birth through five years of age. How many of you know great ministry can happen in the nursery? Listen, here at Grace Covenant, we don't just do babysitting. Okay? We don't just give child care. We're about discipling, building into the lives of your children. So even for the infant in the nursery, we're praying blessings over We're speaking the truth of God's word over their lives because we believe that what you should start early and continue to build. So Pastor Danielle is going to come. Would you welcome Pastor Danielle as she talks with us about this first area of discipleship? Good morning. It's already been a great morning, hasn't it? Really has been. Uh, I am Pastor Danielle. My husband Kevin and I, along with our three kids, Abby and Micah and Allie, we just moved to North Carolina about a month ago, and we are so happy to be here at Grace Covenant. One of the things that we noticed right away is how much Grace Covenant loves kids and loves teenagers. They just love them, and that's one of the reasons why we have these kind of services. So today I get to talk about our zero to five-year-olds. We have a lot of kids in our service here with us today, but our youngest are back in their classes with Miss Heather and Miss Janice. They're having a great time, and they're learning a lot about God. God is love is one of the very first blocks that we need to place in our Christian foundation. To be able to have anything of substance built, it needs a strong foundation. Otherwise, it will completely crumble. Christianity is no exception. One of the first verses that a lot of us learn as Christians, right off the bat, sets this up really well for us. And it's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, 
And whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Okay, kids, I need your help. What shape am I holding up? What shape is it? It's a cross. You guys are right. You got it right. Whenever we see a cross, no matter what it looks like, we usually think of God or of Jesus, religion or church, right? That's usually the first thing that we think of. But what if we were to take this cross and we were to turn it and then we were to fold it a little bit? And then what if we were to put some creases in it and to look at it just a little bit differently? What shape am I holding up now? What shape is it? It's a heart. Yeah, it's a heart. And the heart is the symbol of love. And at the center of the cross is God's love. Jesus asked his disciples to let the little children come to him. So right here at Grace Covenant, we start with our littlest, our zero to five-year-olds. And we teach them that God is love. And we teach that through five different points. One, God loves me. Two, God's people love me. Three, I can love God. Four, I can love others. And five, I can love God's word. But how is this done? That's a great question. I'm so glad you guys asked that this morning. God loves me is taught when our children's needs are met in the classroom through getting their diaper changed, through a hug, through snack. God's people love me is taught when our team members hold the babies in the nursery and they pray over them. They pray blessings over their life. I can love God is taught when our preschoolers are asked to pray over the offering and to pray at the end of their class. I can love others is taught when they learn to share toys with their friends. I can love God's word is taught by our team members in our nursery speaking the word of God over those babies' lives. And in the preschool, when the Bible stories come to life through costume characters, through interactive object lessons, and through Bible stories. When kids move up to kindergarten and leave our zero to five areas, they know that God loves them. They know that God's people love them. They know they can love others. They know that they can love God, and they know that they can love God's word. The foundation block has been set, that God is love, and it's been set firmly and securely, so it will not fail them. Pastor Scott has something to hand out to you guys to help us to remember this just a little bit more. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor Danielle. How many of you are visual learners? How many know if you hear it and then you, you see it and you touch it, it like it really sticks, right? So this morning I have some footballs I'm going to be throwing out. So if you would like a football in just a moment, raise your hand high in the air. Um, but you have to have a child between birth and fifth grade. So I'll be looking, I'll be carding like Chad Powell. Your son's in sixth grade. Sorry, buddy. We have footballs that we're going to be throwing out. And the first one, here's what they say. They say, Grace Kids, 
God is love, and what we're going to be talking about next, which is the truth of Jesus. So, here's what we want kids to do. We want them to be able to catch the truth of God's word. We want, I look at it like this. We want to throw them a catchable pass. Then when we teach God's word, we teach it in a way that they actually get it. If you remember John Elway, who was a quarterback for the Broncos, and he went many, many, many years before he finally won his first Super Bowl. And I think it's because he finally learned that he didn't have to throw the football as hard as possible. He threw it where his, his receivers could catch it. So each week when your kids are in the classes, no matter what age it is, we want to throw it in a way they go, oh, I can catch this, and then I can run with it and make it a part of my faith. So I have two footballs. So, balcony, we may hit you in just a minute, but not quite yet. Pastor Farrell has a arm that we found out last service was pretty impressive. But we're going to a lower level right now. So if you have a child, it's between the ages of birth and fifth grade, and you're like, I would love to have this parent. Parent, raise your hand high in the air. All right, here we go. You ready? All right. We've only dropped one so far, so our, our record is well. All right, we got one more. We'll look on this side over here. If you have a child, I would love to throw it all the way back there, but I can't bring the heat with that kind of speed and not possibly injure somebody. So here we go. Uh, I'm a little nervous. All right, Mom, you ready? Are you ready? I don't trust myself. Here we go. There we go. Awesome. So we want our kids to know these truths. I have a couple of our kids from Grace Kids Ministries. We have Sydney Petrocelli, and she's going to come down and spend just a moment talking about the first two points. Hello. Um, good morning slash good afternoon. I'm Sydney Petrocelli, and I'm here to talk about Jesus is my Savior and God's Word is true. Jesus is my Lord and Savior because he died on the cross for my sins. I accepted him into my life last year when Nick V came to Grace Covenant. I said the sinner's prayer and asked him to forgive me of my sins and come into my life. God, God does not sin nor lie. And like us, we do lie and we do sin. God's word is the Bible and God, he, God um, does everything that is true. Thank you. Great job. Next we have Carson Bagley, and he's going to talk to us about points three and four. Hello. <laughs> okay, this is kind of making fun. Okay. Um, God led me to be saved. When you are saved, the Holy Spirit lives in you. To be saved, admit that you're a sinner, believe in Jesus Christ, and confess with your mouth. God said that he will never, ever leave us. The Holy Spirit helps us give advice um, to us and gives us direction. We should pay attention to the Holy Spirit. With praise and worship, I feel God's presence. I praise and worship by reading the Bible, singing to God, and listening to the gospel. Praise and worship helps me focus on God. God talks to me. I say thank you to the Lord for what he has done for me. Thank you.
Awesome. We have some great kids here at Grace Covenant Church. It was really hard to pick the two, but we knew we'd pick two who would not stand up here and absolutely freeze. How many would not like to trade positions with them right now? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Great job, both you guys. So we also want to know this. We want kids to know this. God has a plan for their life. They don't have to be an adult or even a teenager just to realize God has a plan for their lives. And so through our messages each week, we want to help them to understand that God's plan for them is a good plan. And that they can develop godly character. Because if they're developing that godly character now, when they get to the teenage years where the, the temptations are greater, they already know who they are. That they know what God has created them to be. So they've created those character traits, those godly character traits in their life already. So we have two more footballs we're going to give away. And Pastor Farrell, I know you would love to help me throw one of these out this time. Um, last service, he threw it in the balcony. I'm not sure. Are you up for it again? He thinks so, all right. So, adults, look out. Oh! Wow. Now, if you help me deflate this football a little bit, I will try the same. <laughs> I am not going to the balcony. I'm sorry. It's just, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I know I can do it, but... Okay, be ready. All right, Pastor David is coming up next. So I'm going to kick footballs anywhere they go. No, I'm not going to kick footballs. And isn't it wonderful to see, if, if you haven't looked at it already, Pastor Farrell mentioned it earlier, but the discipleship track is in uh, your worship guide this morning. Take a look at that sometime today if you haven't already. I think it's wonderful to know what our children and our students are learning, right? So they're not just coming and hearing a good Bible story. Some, some very strong foundational things are being instilled into their hearts and their lives early on in their life. And that's an incredible thing. One of the things we want to look at when they reach the middle school age is just teaching them or helping them to find their identity in Christ. How many of you adults can remember back to the middle school days? Some of you might be tougher to remember that far back. Right? We all remember those days. We're trying to find out who we are. We're trying to find out where we fit in. And it's such an important thing to understand who we are in Jesus and not necessarily just who we are at the middle school or who we are in our neighborhood, but who we are in Christ. So we want to instill these values in them and teach them their identity in Christ. You know, I know that our children's ministry and our children's pastors are doing a great job at this. I know you parents are doing a great job at this because as a middle school pastor, it's, it's exciting to, to hear what our students are gaining or what they already know. Just a few weeks ago, I like to, at the end of our little worship set with the middle schoolers, I like for us to reflect on the song that we just sang, right? Because these aren't just words. These are words that can really impact and transform our hearts and our lives when we're worshiping with these words. And so we always take some time right at the end to reflect on what we just sang. And so typically I'll just lead the students in a time. I'll say, look, just have a conversation with God right now. Allow him to speak to you and tell you the value of what you just sang. What does that mean to us, the songs that we just sang or the words that we just sung? What does that mean to us? And one of our students, Montana, she raised her hand. We had just sang No Longer Slaves. And there's a part that says, I'm no longer a slave to fear. And Montana raised her hand and her response was this. She says, I don't have to fear fitting in. I don't have to fear fitting in. And I don't have to fear fitting in because I am a child of God. Oh, 
Isn't that incredible that she can already identify that she doesn't have to worry about fitting in to this group or that group, but she's a child of God. And even more importantly, the fact that she began to recognize that she can come to church, she can come to middle school, she can come to grace and know that she always fits in there. Isn't that incredible? Like we have a church family. We call that church family grace and we can all come find a place where we fit Because we are the family of God. So those are the type of things that are already being instilled in their hearts and lives. So all through middle school, those ages, we're wanting to reinforce that over and over and over again. And not only that, they're not just a part of the family of God, but they are a part of the family that we call grace. How many of you adults remember when you were growing up and you were in children's ministry or children's church or Sunday school or whatever that was called when you were growing up and you heard this over and over and over again? You are the church of tomorrow or you would hear the adults talking about it. We need to pray over the kids or the church of tomorrow. They're the church. from. Listen, they're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of right now. Right. They're the church of right now. And so not only do they have a place in the family of God worldwide, they have a place in the family that we call Grace. And so we want to help identify what their part is in the family that we call grace because it's a significant part. In fact, we're not grace without them. Would you agree? All right. I have a middle school student with me this morning. Joanna, come on up. She's going to share what God is speaking to her throughout this time. Good morning. I hope you guys have been having an, oh, sorry. My name is Joanna Bernard. I hope you guys have been having an amazing morning. I'm here to talk to you about what we have been learning in Tribe, which is 6th through 8th grade, which for most schools is middle school. I am in 6th grade. We have been learning, sorry. We have been learning about the body of Christ and how we are a part of the body, and each part is a significant part of the body. Just like we have eyes and a mouth, and right now both parts are working together. God wants his children to work together for their benefit. God wants us to know that you might feel lonely at school or at work, but you will always have a part at church. It doesn't matter what your part is. You could be the church director, which is just as important as the greeter. God has put a place for you in his house, as it says in the Bible, these two verses I'm about to read. Ephesians verse 4, chapter 16. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every ligament, grows and builds himself love, as each part does its work. 1 Corinthians verse 12, chapter 6. There are different kinds of work, but all of them, in everyone, it is the same God at work. Thank you. Our students have done an awesome job so far, right? Yeah, this is their third service, and they're killing it. I love it. Listen, uh, Pastor Johnny Rocco could not be with us this morning. He is on sabbatical for the next three weeks, which I'm so thankful for those times. And I know that he's going to enjoy his time away. But he did want to be a part of this morning's service. So we have a video we're going to watch that, that leads into the next part. Hey, Grace family, it's Pastor Johnny. And I want to take just a moment to tell you about what discipleship looks like in the high school ministry. One of the things that I love about high schoolers is they have this ability to be completely absurd and ridiculous one moment 
and then able to jump into the deep end intellectually and spiritually the next. I believe that the high school phase represents the best opportunity for young people to begin taking ownership of their faith. As we see in scriptures, even Jesus' own disciples were just young people still in their teens. And Jesus himself, we see him in the temple studying scriptures around 12 years old. So we know that God has a plan for our young people. And our ministry is designed to create opportunities and avenues for young people to take ownership of their faith. That's why we emphasize teenagers beginning to handle God's word themselves, beginning to learn how to honor God in all of their relationships, and then beginning to actively serve and take on leadership roles. So in a moment, I'm going to have one of our recently graduated students, Eli Joy, come and share about his experience in the high school ministry. Good afternoon. About lunchtime. Uh, yeah, so my name is Eli Joy, and just this past summer I graduated from high school. And I just wanted to share kind of, thank you, um, three things about how the high school ministry has really helped to prepare me to own my faith on a daily basis now that I've kind of, you know, exited that stage of my life. And so the, the first point that I want to make is uh, serving. Um, I quickly came to find out or find out in Grace Students that there's no shortage of opportunities to serve, sometimes whether you want to or not. Um, but a great example of this is when we get to go to New York City every summer for the missions trip. It's an unbelievable experience, and I look forward to it every year. But it's also incredibly exhausting. And I know for me, this past time when I got back, I slept for like 14 hours the next day. I was totally done. But it's totally worth it seeing the impact that Jesus can have on others just through our serving and us being willing and ready for God to present us with opportunities and just, you know, see where that takes us. And I've had some super awesome conversations with people and not only is serving an expression of your faith, but it's also, you know, a great opportunity for you to be able to share the gospel um, if possible, which leads into my next point, which is scripture. If you have ever Talk with Johnny for any point in time. I'm sure you know that not only does he love God and love students, but he's very passionate about Scripture. And I think that's a passion that he has instilled not only within me, but in a lot of other great students, both within the ministry right now and already graduated. And so that started to look like on Wednesdays and Sundays, we would go sometimes verse by verse through a sermon, and we would really dive in, and we would look at the, the context of you know, maybe what the book was written in, or was it written to a, a certain type of people, or is it referencing other scripture? And over time, this habit began to form, you know, in my everyday reading, and Johnny would also challenge us throughout the week, you know, to really dive in and, you know, take five verses at a time and see see the, the real message that's there. And I really appreciated this because not only has it built confidence in knowing what I believe and why I believe it, but it's also increased my ability to communicate the gospel effectively to others, which, in order for us to make disciples of all nations, I feel is a, a really important part, is being able to effectively communicate the good news. Which leads into my last point, and that is leadership. Uh, I believe that across the board at Grace Covenant, we've been blessed with some awesome leaders uh, through all accounts of youth ministry. Now, I could be biased, but seeing as how I just graduated... I think that the high school ministry has been truly blessed with some awesome leaders. I, I'm totally biased, by the way. But I have you know, several people to thank for that. Uh, Johnny, 
Natalie and Daniel are just three examples of some leaders who really took an interest in me and have, have led me and given me a lot of wisdom. Also made me feel very comfortable if I ever needed to come to them with prayer requests or questions or concerns. And they consistently over a period of four years would slowly but surely push me out of my comfort zone a little bit more each time I saw them. Because if you were to ask me four years ago to get up on stage right now and talk in front of all of you guys, there's no way I would do it. I would have said no, and that would have been it. But thankfully, even though I was uncomfortable at the time, all these leaders really you know, pushed me slowly but surely, and they would give me opportunities, and I would be uncomfortable at the time, and sometimes I definitely didn't enjoy it. But I'm really thankful because that's led me to uh, this point in my life where I am. So I would say that serving and being able to express my faith through that and being faithful along with scripture and, you know, increasing my confidence in what I believe and why I believe it and my ability to communicate the gospel as well as being influenced by some some awesome adults who love God and they live that out every day. And, you know, I've been really impacted by it and I know a lot of other students have. Um, so they've really just enab- enabled me to not only live out my faith but but own it on a daily basis. So... Really thankful for that. So here at Grace, we have a huge commitment to your children, to your teens, coming alongside you as a parent and building a strong spiritual foundation. How many of you know our children and our teens every day face um, distractions, deception? I mean, I just think back to what it was like when I was a teenager compared to where we're at today. And while our our teens, our children, uh, have so many challenges that they're facing. And so parents and grandparents, again, we want to come alongside you. This discipleship track gives you kind of the defined plan. We're very intentional in how we are coming alongside your student, your child, helping them discover Christ to build God's word into their lives, and to have a solid foundation of truth comes. So, uh, uh, excuse me, a solid foundation of truth so that when distractions and deceptions come, they've anchored themselves to the truth. And then they're then moving toward the great future that God has for them. Now, I want to take you back as we wrap this up to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7. The verse is on the screen. So would you read this with me? Let's read it together. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not turn from it. So this morning, I want to pray with you, if you're a parent or a grandparent, um, I want to pray for your child, your teen. I want to pray with you for what you've already been praying. So how many in the room today have children or grandchildren? Yeah, a lot of folks. So let's, let's pray today that for your child, your grandchild, that they would come to experience Christ in a way that would not only define their lives, but would set the direction of their lives. And that with that, that they would be a solid foundation of truth. What, what guards us from deception? It's truth. To be anchored on truth and, and to have the truth of God's word. So I want to pray with you for your child, your grandchild, that they would have that experience with Christ that would transform their lives, that they would be full of the Holy Spirit, anchored to the truth of God's Word. Again, embracing that of the great future that God has for them. I know that's what you want as a parent. 
Obviously, you want your kids to excel academically. You want them to find a great job, to find a great mate. You want all of that for them. And I'm telling you, the most important thing, the most significant thing in the life of your child or your grandchild is that they know Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you for your children this morning. So would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you today. Lord, for your grace, your love, your provision for us. God, I thank you for our church family. And Lord, for all of the children, the teens, the students, God, that are a part of our church family. They, as Pastor David said, they're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. Maybe the, the future leaders of tomorrow of the church. But God, they're, they're the church today. And so, Lord, I join my faith with parents and grandparents Because what what we would believe today is that the most significant thing that can happen in the life of a child or teen is that they come to know you, that they come to discover who they are in you, and that they have truth as a foundation in their lives to anchor them. Because Lord, what I know is life gets challenging, life gets tough, and they're going to need you to guide them, to encourage them, to help them. So Lord, again... I join my faith, my prayers with parents and grandparents right now. God, we pray that their child or teen would know Jesus Christ in a real way, be anchored to truth, and God, that you would bring them to the fullness of the plans that you have for their lives. And we agree for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, Visit us at gracecovenant.org.